Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding and beyond. Today, though, we are sticking right with breastfeeding because I am here to tell you that I know what's happening soon. I know that the holiday season is coming. And what else do I know? I know an awful lot of breastfeeding mothers are going to be doing air travel. Air travel is anything except glamorous, all right? But with a little bit of planning, you will do just fine with it, even if you have never done it before. Just follow the tips I'm going to give you, and you'll see that it will be maybe not glamorous, but at least reasonable, and you'll feel in control and like you've, you've got this. You know, you've got to tell yourself that, too. I've got this. I've got this. Uh, I remember many years ago, my husband and I were boarding a plane, and there was a woman with a baby that I estimated to be about three months old. And as we got on the plane, you, you know how sometimes there are three seats. So sure enough, I sit down, my husband sits down next to me, and who else sits down with us? The woman with the three-month-old baby. My husband rolls his eyes, and I know why. Because he's thinking, oh, now that kid's going to cry the whole trip. Well, actually, um, the baby was fussy. I admit, most definitely, the baby was fussy. And she jiggled the baby, and she rocked the baby, and she did all these things, bounced him on her knee and whatnot. The baby was still crying. And then all of a sudden, the baby stopped crying. My husband leaned over, and I can remember his words to me exactly. He whispers in my ear, I wouldn't know what she's doing except that I know. (laughs) So the good news is you absolutely can breastfeed your baby on the plane. And what I think you'll find is that the baby will have some food as well as some comfort as well as be able to swallow, which will relieve some of that pressure in his ears. So it's absolutely, by the way, uh, the woman was going to Anchorage, Alaska, as were we, and she said that this was her first trip without her husband. And so she's got this three-month-old baby, but she absolutely did it, and you can too. So uh, the first thing I'm going to say is this is really not like taking a car trip. And the first reason is because you can't pack everything you might ever want to have with you. As many of you know, I do a lot of traveling. And if it's a car trip, you know, I just keep sticking things in the suitcase that I may or may not need. But if it's a plane trip, yeah, you really got to be pretty careful about how much you're packing and where you're packing it. So you're going to need to think about things like weight bulk, the ability to wield your baby and yourself and possibly your other children if if you have other children with you. So you're going to feel like you need four hands and you probably do. Hopefully you have someone with you. But for instance, in the story where I just uh, told you about the woman that we sat next to, she really didn't have anyone with her. So just get your head around this. It absolutely can happen. By the way, just just to let you know, <laughs> in case you're thinking of meeting me in Orlando, Florida, I will be giving my comprehensive course there uh, this spring, and you absolutely should be looking to see how to get into that course. If you've ever thought about becoming a lactation consultant, I'm offering my 90-hour course that meets all of you, well, all of your academic requirements for becoming an IBCLC. And if you need to fly into Orlando, well, here you go. This is the place where you have gained some tips for how to do it. And don't hesitate to bring your family. 
I have to tell you, very often we get people who come to the course, but they bring their husband or their mother or their sister or whoever and um, have a really good time at Disney World while they're there. So let's first talk about, you can't even think about the suitcase until you think about what you're actually wearing, because what you want to wear cannot go into the suitcase, right? So let's let's think about this for a moment, and I would suggest think about something that is loose-fitting and something that does not stain, maybe something that is a print, or just something that you know that you can wash out by hand if you need to. And it washes very well. I've got a few of those tops and I'm not even lactating. But I know which tops they are because I can easily just wash them out in the sink. That would be great. So try a loose-fitting garment of some kind. It might be an oversized sweater. It might be uh, a shirt that buttons down. It might be a shirt plus a sweater. It might be even something, and I know I've talked about this before, and by the time this episode is over today, I'll probably talk about it again. But it's a great little item. It's called the Undercover Mama. And it is available in many places. I'll make sure to put a link to it in the show notes today. But this is a little camisole-like undershirt that keeps your body covered when you flip the bra flaps down. And uh, I think it's a really, really great little item. But if that doesn't appeal to you, you can also use a shawl or any other number of things. I would suggest to you that you don't have something that is lactation specific because it's just one more thing. I will tell you one of the best things in my wardrobe is a cashmere and wool shawl that I have that I have worn literally all over the country. I have used it to cover up on the plane. I've used it for a blanket if the hotel room is too cold. I have used it in all sorts of circumstances because I know I've even put it on over a jacket if I'm too cold. Uh, Sometimes you've just got to think about a piece of clothing that is not a unitasker. If you've ever watched uh, Alton Brown do a food show, he talks about not having items that are unitaskers. So I would just suggest to you, look at something that can do more tasks for you. Now, here's another tip. You, If you're a little skittish about nursing on the plane or nursing at the gate, you might want to practice nursing in front of a mirror if you're planning to do that. And by all means, use that cover-up. All right. Now, some people do pump on the plane, I think that takes a lot of coordination if you have a fairly traditional pump or even if you don't have a fairly uh, traditional pump. Here's the thing. I have been on flights that are very, very smooth, very, very easy. And I've also been on flights where my coffee cup was bouncing up and down on the tray. If so, you know what I'm saying here. There are circumstances that you cannot necessarily anticipate And so I would suggest to you that you think about, hmm, what are some alternatives and how can I use those appropriately? All right. So let's talk a little bit. You've presumably laid out your own clothes. And by the way, if you're a list maker, certainly I'm a list maker, I try to make a list of what is going to be on my body, in my hands, whatever, as I walk out the door of my house as opposed to a different list that is going to be either in my checked bag or in my carry-on bag or my briefcase, however I'm putting myself together. Um, So you might want to think about that as well. So let's talk about packing because packing really is key. Unlike a car trip where you can do pack rat behavior, the air travel forces you into packing what you absolutely need and picking the smallest, most lightweight version of whatever it is you need in your carry-on bag. Now, pack items that you wouldn't necessarily need or use at home or for replacements, which if they were lost, could impact on either your nursing experience or feeding the baby, or your pumping experience, any one of those three, all right? 
I know what you're thinking. You're saying, well, gee, Marie, I could just like go down to the store and buy a replacement, whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Remember, you might not have access to a car or it might be two o'clock in the morning or you might not know how to get to the store or you might get to the store. They might not have what you want. So I would say that anything that you really need a replacement for, make a list of what those things could be and make sure you've got that replacement. Here's the other thing. Yes, uh, believe me, I have Amazon Prime. I do. But sometimes it's hard to wait that long. So I hope I've made my point about the idea that you really need to make sure that you've got such replacements. But uh, packing, when done right, is really the key to making air travel much more manageable. So, we're back to this list stuff. When you make a list, bring the list of what you want to bring to the airport and on the flight and listen to what I'm going to say about packing and then decide uh, what you need. The key here is to just have the list. You, you may not need everything I'm going to suggest, but do not put anything into your checked bag that will be critical for nursing the baby or, well, I suppose nothing's really critical for nursing the baby other than maybe your comfort, uh, but certainly something that would be for feeding the baby or for using the pump. There you're going to want to make sure that if you have the slightest inkling of needing that on the plane, you better have it in a um, carry-on bag. And as I'm sure you know, there's carry-on bags of all size, shapes, and descriptions. It does need to fit the criteria for how large it is, but some, frankly, are just more efficient than others. Okay, so one of the things that you might consider is how you could have a hands-free situation and be visually discreet about pumping. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. There's all sorts of different kinds of ways that you can go about that. There is not one thing that's best for everybody. You kind of have to figure it out for yourself. But let's talk a little bit about the to-do list before you actually depart from your house. And that is, call the airline and ask about a place to pump. My experience from talking to women as well as from traveling in airports myself is a lot of times they say they have a place to pump. They even sometimes call it a pumping room, but in truth, all it is is just a stall or maybe a fancy stall in a bathroom. So please make sure that you know what you're getting into. There may or may not be anything you can do about it, but beware. Don't expect that room to be a charming lounge. They might have that. They might not. Uh, call a second time and have a backup plan. I have known of airports where one person who answers the phone thinks that it's this, but if you call on a different day, another person thinks that it's that, which means that you really need to get to the bottom of what is it that you can expect for accommodations once you get at the airport. Next thing, call your hotel. Or nowadays you can go online. I guess we probably do that more often is to just go online. But nonetheless, find a way to confirm your reservation and make sure that that reservation number is in an easy-to-get-to place. Usually what I do is I have a thing kind of right on the edge of my uh carry-on bag, and I put that number right there so that I can quickly either put it into the computer or spew it out to the front desk, either one. There are times when I have arrived at the front desk and somebody says, I'm sorry, Miss Biancuso, you don't have a room. I say, oh, yes, excuse me, yes, I do. And so make sure that that's handy. If you've got your baby and maybe other children with you, you're going to not be wanting to fumble around to find that. 
Um, Ask about the possibility of having a refrigerator in your room. I have seen everything from soup to nuts. I've seen that sometimes the room is supposed to have a refrigerator and it was advertised that way. But when you get there, it doesn't have the refrigerator for whatever reason. The place is under construction or the refrigerator just gave up the ghost last night or whatever. But look and see what's advertised when you sign up for the room. Then sometimes there are what I guess I might call unadvertised refrigerators. You might call the front desk, but but call ahead of time. Call before you leave your house and say, look it, I'm going to be checking in on this day, this time. Here's my reservation number. Could I have a refrigerator in my room? Sometimes they say, I'm sorry, ma'am, we just don't have any refrigerators. Okay, well then, forget it. But sometimes they say yes, and they will tell you that it's a fee per day. I have never had to pay a big fee. It's a very small fee. But a lot of times it's just free for the asking. And if you ask, you'll get it. And if you don't ask, you won't get it. So again, the, the whole idea is make sure that you call ahead and get those things uh, straightened out. Okay, so I'm going to tell you more when we come back. Don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuso. I will be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894 and ask for your bulk discount. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso, and I'm here today talking about air travel if you are a nursing mother. I also want to tell you that if you're like me, you probably listen to podcasts while you're in the car or taking a walk or taking a in the a bike ride, whatever it is you're doing. And sometimes I really feel the need to jot down whatever the speaker is saying. I'm going to take some of that heat off from you today. If you go to my website, I will have there for you a checklist of information that I think will be critical for you as you get your head together with getting on the plane with your nursing baby. So take this part down. You kind of got to be able to spell my name right, okay? 
<laughs> it's M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O dot com. That's MarieBianCuzo.com. If you click there, you will be able to get my free handout as related to all of the tips and checklist items that I will be suggesting here today. All right, so we um, we talked about just getting stuff together as related to the packing, the hotel, all of that sort of thing. Another thing you need to do is to make sure your rental car is all set. And if you possibly can, see if you can get that service where you avoid doing the paperwork on site. It's just one more thing. You've got kids to handle. Your baby may be impatient. You might want to be in the car and on your way as soon as possible after you get back. Now, make sure that you're good with any documentation that you might need for the airport. For example, a passport if your child is traveling abroad. And you must do this in person. And it will, it's, um, it, it, it needs to be with your baby's other legal parent or guardian, and it takes time. I'm, I'm talking about getting the passport itself, not going to the airport. All right. Now, on a domestic flight, the baby does not need a photo ID as far as I'm aware of. I will admit I did not look this up five minutes before the show. Uh, so you probably should check that, but I don't, I don't think so. However, airports uh, very well might ask for proof of age, so bring a copy of your baby's birth certificate to, to avoid any delays. This will prove your baby's age to the airline personnel on check-in. Now, let's look a little bit more at this to-do list. Make sure you have these supplies. Your pump and bottle slash bag items. And by that, I mean All of the accessories, all of the adapters, the converters, the batteries, the power cords, whatever it is, make sure you've got all of those. Another is the tubing, the membranes, your flanges. You might even want to have one set of flanges with you and another set in your suitcase, your checked bag, it's up to you. Maybe even an extra accessory kit. Oh, so that's what I meant, the, the flanges, sorry. Um, an extra membrane, though, I do want to mention. If you have got one of those pumps that has that little bitty membrane, do you know what I mean? It's like as big as your little fingernail. If that thing is missing, lost, whatever, your pump will not uh, suck. So... I would say always good to have an extra membrane if you have that type of pump. Okay, let's talk a little bit about cooling, cleaning, and convenience. Hand sanitizer would be a good thing. Sometimes you're not in a place where you can wash your hands or you just don't have time to wash your hands before they say, last call. Uh, Cooling, those gel packs. Most of those are, well, no, that's not true. Many of them are the size that you can take uh, onto the plane, and so you might want to do that. Some people like those bags that clean the pump in the microwave with the steam. I'm okay with that. I think they're fine, but I do want to warn you that if you've never used them before, you must absolutely, very carefully (laughs) follow the directions because if you have too much water, too little water, If you do it for a little bit too long, what you will end up with is having your pump parts cooked in there, and some of them will come out like a potato chip, okay? So just saying. Also, you need to have water with you. Now, they're probably not going to let you take that through the gate. Well, they don't let you take it through the gate, but you can get water on the other side of the gate. I usually just bring one of those bottles with me. Diaper wipes. There's another thing you're going to need. You will need to pack extra clothes for yourself, your baby, and definitely extra diapers. Oh, man, have I got a story about that. We'll see if we've got time for my story. Uh, Not really clothes, but some sort of a hands-free device to pump. If you need to pump on the plane, uh, we sort of alluded to that. 
And a disposable changing pad would be just fantastic if you can put that on your list as well. Depending on the age of your baby, you may need food or utensils, jars of baby food, spoons, sippy cups, bottles, nipples, bags, rather than bottles, to freeze your milk flat, anything that is related to feeding. Uh, I would take plenty and I don't even have a nursing baby, but I take plenty of those zippy bags with me. You never know what you're going to need them for, but in your case, you can put your pump parts in the bag. You can put ice in them. You can use them to discard dirty diapers. Uh, In my opinion, you just never have enough of those. So see if you can make that happen. Now, what about something like those travel wallets? I love mine. I will admit that I had a really cheapy one for years, and then one time my sister got me a really nice one for Christmas, but it's it's not a real wallet, but it's it sort of holds your ticket, it holds a pen, it holds your ID, your passport, your whatever, and it hangs around your neck. I think those are just the best things since sliced bread. And if you really hate it around your neck, you can still slide it in your carry-on once you're through the security. But I really find that I never have enough hands, so I do that. Okay, so we talked about wearing loose clothing, probably a cover-up of some kind. And I said pack an extra set of clothes for yourself and your baby. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about nursing and pumping things. I think that probably most people like to have their regular pump. Uh, I will refrain from preaching about hand expression, but honestly, you should always know how to express milk from your breasts. Uh, I did a while ago an episode with Francie Webb right here on Born to be Breastfed, and she talked about how to do it, the advantages of hand expression. She's got a great video on her website And again, that's Francie Webb. I also did a blog post about it. So in one sense, I'm going to tell you, just remember, your hands are always with you and they always work. But if that doesn't float your boat, then I would say um, you got to do something else. But just remember, if there's a power outage or any number of other issues, you've always got your hands. All right, so let's talk about what you might have as something that's maybe not your regular uh, pump. And that is, I really like to uh, suggest to people a cylinder pump. Cylinder pumps are relatively inexpensive. There's only two pieces. They are very lightweight. They clean very easily. You could certainly put them in in a dishwasher if you're going to be in a situation where you have access to a dishwasher, or you can just wash them out by hand. They're great. They will fit into the side of your laptop case. And uh, even if that's not something that you love for every day, it's great to take with you as you travel because it is a pump and it does work. They work pretty well, in fact. In my humble opinion, some people don't like them. Uh, You're going to need your pump bag, but you might want to pull the pump out of its bag when you go uh, through, I I think you have to actually pull it out of its bag when you go through security, so plan ahead. Honestly, you can probably stuff the pump into a, a different bag that would hold much more, and then you could take your pump bag and put it elsewhere. Uh, You might also consider a backpack or anything that will give you a hands-free situation. So we talked about those extra parts for the pump and the idea that you really probably ought to have some replacements with you. I talked about how not to ruin the ones that you have, but sometimes that happens. Uh, Batteries, I think I mentioned, but you might not find a place to plug in your power adapter. So bring extra batteries and remember that they wear out quickly. Converters, if you're going abroad, that's a huge thing. You probably want to use bags instead of bottles. They take up less room and there's no need to wash them after they've been used. Uh, 
you can get some sort of a sturdy thing to put them in when you arrive at your destination if you're a little skittish about the the bag being punctured, as I would be. But uh, there's all sorts of things you could put them in if you're worried about that. Now, uh, freezer gels, gel packs, they have to conform to the three-ounce size limitation, but I don't think that's a real problem. I really don't. I've got several that I'm sure meet that criteria. You could get one of those thermal bags uh, for lunch. Uh, They're not ideal, but that's a possibility. And by the way, ice. You can pick up ice at the hotel if you're on your return trip. But here's a little secret that a lot of people don't know. I have not done this in a while, but I absolutely know that I have bought a bag of ice at McDonald's. All right? And it's like a buck and a half or something. So if you don't want to stop at a grocery store or a convenience store and you just forgot to do it at the hotel, that might be another possibility. All right, so we need to talk about water. Why do you need water? You need water for yourself. You need water for uh, because you'll probably be thirsty. But you need a water to rinse out bottles. Water on the plane is not considered potable, and therefore you shouldn't be using it to rinse out a baby bottle. Bring a plastic bottle with you and consume it before you go through security and then fill it up at the drinking fountain later. Uh, You can also purchase one of those sports bottles. I've got at least one or two. And see if it will fit into your carry-on bag. Mine does. Um, We talked about other items, a sippy cup, any of that sort of thing. But remember... Make sure to have your child try it at home first, okay? And if you're going to bring a car seat with you, make sure that you get documentation that it is FAA approved. Now, if you need to pump during the flight, you have several possibilities. One thing that I didn't talk about are those pumps that are like, um, well, they're just little sort of rounded, contoured things that fit right inside of your bra. And there, I'm thinking of something like the willow. It's not cheap, and it's really nice if you've... Well, I shouldn't say say that it's really nice because I personally have not used it, but I've gotten good reports about it. Or the other one that jumps out at me is something like the Free Me Liberty Now, here's something where you certainly could pump very discreetly pretty much anywhere on the planet. I would just say that that might be rather expensive to use if you were going to use it just for that purpose. On the other hand, if that's the pump that you use all the time, you're, you're good to go. All right. So there are some things that um, I hope you can think about. Now, I want to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about giving you rules and regs as related to TSA, and I also want to kind of warn you that whatever I say today may or may not be the truth tomorrow at 8 a.m. You just never know when the TSA or anybody else for that matter is going to come out with new regulations. So in one breath, I'm going to say, I just looked up all this stuff like 15 minutes before I went on the air. But in another breath, I want to say that could all change tomorrow. Okay. So (laughs) been talking as fast as I can go. I'll see you on the other side of the break. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. 
Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso, and I'm talking about air travel with your nursing baby today. Uh, I just want to remind you what I said in the first segment. If you've ever had even the slightest inkling of becoming an IBCLC, remember, I will be offering my 90-hour program that uh, preps you for becoming an IBCLC, I will be giving it in Orlando. If you need to get on a plane in order to go to Orlando, uh, I'll be giving you some tips on how to do that, whether you're coming to my course or just going for fun. But I would love to see you there if that works into your life. All right. So let's talk a little bit about security and waiting at the gate. Now, You've probably lived long enough to know that there are some things that are just better done when they're on the ground rather than in the air. And that would be eating and using the bathroom. Okay? You can add to that pumping if you feel that you need to pump rather than uh, feed the baby. So, my question is, do you really know the rules? There are gobs of rules and then there are exceptions to rules And so I want to do my best here to get through some of the rules about seemingly everything that is related to milk, food, fluid, kids, whatever. And the TSA has a, um, a travel checklist. So there's a couple of things that I just want to start out with. First of all, some things to know in general TSA considers the mother's milk, juice, and baby formula as a medically necessary liquid. These do need to be declared. But the important thing here is that uh, they do not need to meet the 3-1-1 rule that other things have to meet. I'll talk about that in just a second. Now, you may have also some related items. I mentioned, for example, the ice packs. Baby food and other items might be another thing. They do do screening of mother's milk. And give me a minute, I'm going to talk about that, but I'm going to give it to you verbatim from the TSA so that I don't mess it up. Now, here's how the 311 rule plays out. And the 311 is for liquids, gels, aerosols. And by that, they give examples such as shampoo, hair mousse, um, uh, deodorant, uh, hairspray, any of that kind of thing. That is what the 311 rule is all about. Repeat. Mother's milk does not fall into the rules for the 311. But 
The 311 means, first of all, the 3 means 3.4 ounces or less. That's equivalent to 100 milliliters. For gel, liquids, and other such things that would qualify as, uh, well, shampoo, aerosol, that sort of thing. The one is that you may have one zippy bag and you've got to have all of your gels, liquids, etc. all into that zipped bag and you may have only one bag per person. So that's each item has to be less than 3.4 ounces. All of the items must fit into one zippy bag and only one zippy bag per one person. Okay, so can you bring your milk and other fluids through security? Yes, these are exempt from the 311 rule. Is it okay to transport your milk if the baby is not actually with you? Yes, and I can think of one mother who had a premature baby that was still in the NICU. She was traveling So she did have the milk, but she did not have the baby with her. That is still okay. Or it it, it can be a very different situation, too, which is more common. Uh, The mother is an employed mother who's on a business trip, and she has the milk with her, but not the baby. In, In either case, it doesn't matter. You do not need to have the baby with you in order to have this exemption from the 311 rule. You do need to be familiar with the TSA rules about breast milk. And here it is. I'm going to read it uh, verbatim. Hold on. Um, Notify the TSA officer. And I'm getting this now from their website. And I did just look this up only minutes before the show aired. First of all, well, there's a little bit more up top, but uh, under the formula, breast milk, and juice, they say, formula, breast milk, and juice for infants or toddlers are permitted in reasonable quantities through the security checkpoint. Remove these items from your carry-on bag to be screened separately from the rest of your belongings. TSA officers may need to test liquids for explosives or concealed prohibited items. Officers may ask you to open the container and or have you transfer a small quantity of the liquid to a separate empty container or dispose of a small quantity if feasible. Inform the TSA officer if you do not want the formula, breast milk, and or juice to be x-rayed or opened. Additional steps will be taken to clear the liquid and you or the traveling guardian will undergo additional screening procedures to include a pat-down and screening of other carry-on property. The Food and Drug Administration states that there are no known adverse effects from eating food, drinking beverages, or using medicine that has been screened by x-ray. Here's the bit about the exemption. Formula, breast milk, juice in quantities greater than 3.4 ounces or 100 milliliters are allowed in carry-on baggage and do not need to fit within a quart-sized bag. Remove these items from your carry-on bag to be scanned separately from the rest of your belongings. You do not need to travel with the baby. Okay, now here's another thing that I have run into, which is I tell this to people, to parents, and then They know what the TSA says, but when they get there, mm, yeah, somebody who doesn't know the TSA is actually doing the security, like they're employed by TSA, but they don't really know the bit about the breast milk. So I would suggest to you that before you travel, 
that you print this thing out from the Transportation Security Administration's website. I will give you that link in the show notes. Print it out. Put it in your carry-on. And when they tell you that it's not acceptable or you have to throw it out or you've got too many ounces or whatever, be sure that you can easily just pull this out and say, as a matter of fact, you are wrong. Here's what the TSA really says. Okay. Now, I want to talk a little bit. I wasn't sure if I'd get time to do this. I want to talk to you a little bit about when you call them, and you can go online too. There is gobs of information about airports and what they have. I'm thinking, for example, that some airports, one of the first ones was in Vermont, and we uh, featured that on an episode several years ago where we talked about this, oh, it's like this little pod, and it's called the Mama Va. Most definitely, if you are going in and out of an airport that has the Mama Va, it's a great place to be able to nurse your baby or to pump your milk. It's a little pod that is a little little seat, you know, nice little, um, it's like a little mini house, a little mini cabin right inside the airport. And uh, if they've got that, that's just fantastic. Most of them don't. Some of them have a lounge. I've seen lounges that are uh, barely adequate. That is, they have a bench and maybe an electrical outlet and nothing else. And I've seen other airport lounges that are actually pretty good, uh, look pretty comfortable. And then I've seen, as I said before, sometimes their, quote, pumping room is just a stall in the ladies' room. Now, if you want to try to avoid that, call ahead of time, see what they really have, uh, but you can also try some other things. For example, you might ask if there is a chapel or a conference room, you might be able to use that. If you call ahead, you might be able to use something like the red carpet lounge. I, I think that red carpet might be some particular air. Uh, airlines, I'm not sure, but it's a lounge. You know what I mean. Sometimes they will let you do it for a fee, and it might be, for example, a $50 fee for a one-time use. That might be worth it to you. Or sometimes if you call and complain and say that the uh, airport doesn't have an adequate lounge, you might be able to get them to waive that fee if they, if they uh, know about your situation. So you can try that. Again, I'm just looking at what could be your alternatives here. Always make sure you've got your cover up with you if you want to be discreet. And uh, it's just going to be really important for you to be able to look at some, I don't know, workarounds is the only thing I can think of. For example, I'm thinking of mothers who have told me that they will sit down in a wheelchair just so that they have a sitting place rather than having to stand up, or they have two wheelchairs, one that they can put their pump and paraphernalia on. Sometimes they've got their partner standing in front of them or behind them or whatever makes sense. So I guess I'm sort of trying to tell you that you need to do a little improv here That's just kind of the way it works, okay? Another thing that you might do is to make sure that you call your hotel ahead of time and try to keep yourself as comfortable there as you can as well. So none of this is exactly simple, but with planning about what you need to get before you leave your house, what and where and how you're going to pack it, that's huge. Making sure that you can do as much hands-free as possible. I mentioned, for instance, the travel wallet that hangs around your neck or the backpack or whatever. Any of those things are really important. And uh, you should be able to you know, kind of make most of it work. While you're at it, I would say that you also need to look for 
the TSA's definition of infants and toddlers. Now, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but remember, you're going to need to get your child or your infant through security as well. So, TSA's definition of an infant versus a toddler, they say, and I quote, for the purposes of screening procedures, an infant is defined as one who must be physically carried by an adult throughout the screening process. A toddler is defined as a child who receives assistance in walking by an adult throughout the screening process. Toddlers work through, excuse me, walk through the screening machine instead. Okay, then you probably want to look through the modified TSA screenings for children under 12. You might want to look at what children's items must pass through the scanner. Uh, Spoiler alert, pretty much all of them. Notifying the TSA officer, as I mentioned earlier, we talked about the um, the Mamava, which was another one, and I will tell you right now, oh no, I can't tell you right now. I thought I was going to be able to quickly tell you where to find that. I will try to include that in the show notes, but we really did t- talk about it, and it's, um, well, like I said, it's kind of the ideal So I'm hoping that that will give you some practical tips for getting yourself, your baby, possibly your other children on the plane and helping you to call ahead, think ahead, get it to work for you so you're not too awfully panicked. All right. Wow. That was a lot. Or at least it was a lot for me. I hope it was a lot for you. Please do get that freebie that I'm offering you for a checklist. It will be at mariebiancuso.com. That's M-A-R-I-E-B-I-A-N-C-U-Z-Z-O.com in order to get that checklist. It's there for the asking and for the downloading, hoping that that will be helpful to you. As usual, thank you for being a listener. Without listeners, I wouldn't have a show, or I guess I'd just be talking to myself. That wouldn't be so good. And if you have a moment, please go to iTunes and rate this podcast. Share the love so that others can know as well that this is a great place, or I hope you think it's a great place, to get accurate, up-to-date, evidence-based information about breastfeeding and beyond. I'm Marie Biancuso. Thank you for listening. Hope you will tune in next week. And in the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week... Do its best for you and your baby.